Amen, amen. This is Pastor Jay, and we are back, and we're back with our special guest, and our special guest is Attorney Victor Condoza, and he's here to be able to give us some advice, some details, some do's and don'ts, so that when you have those questions about, hey, I got an accident, what should I do next? Hey, I have a medical bill. Hey, you know, I slipped and fell at work. All these questions that a lot of people are scared to ask or they feel like they don't, um, don't have the means to get an attorney or things like that. And, you know, I, and I believe he speaks Espanol. So anybody else out there that has family members or parents that speak Espanol, you can have an attorney. And that's a big population here in the city of Las Vegas. So, no further ado, I would like to introduce Attorney Victor Condoza. Cardoza, say it right. Good morning. Pastor Jay, thank you for having me here on this beautiful Sunday morning. Isn't it glorious today? Amen. Yes. So, first question is, what is, what is the first process of how to reach you? Um, would it be a phone call, an email? Is it like a setup on your a website? How can a, a person that needs to reach you get in contact with you? Oh, very simple. Let me make it as easy as I can. Phone number is 702 998 7111. That's 702 998 easy as possible and I'm located real close here downtown Las Vegas. Amen. So what's some of the things that you specialize in so that the listeners can know? Pastor Jay, I've been practicing now uh, 22 years here in Las Vegas and uh, like yourself being a local member of the community, I've seen a lot of different things mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the, the, the communities here run into issues of family law, work comp injuries, and of course, car accidents and traumatic injuries. And that's primarily where I practice in, in traumatic injury cases. And what, what's a very common, when it comes down to injuries, um, that kind of case that you deal with? Is it more of, you know, car accidents with no insurance? Because insurance here in Vegas is high. I just want to throw everybody out there. I'm from California, and man, it got to be a reason why car insurance is so high. Can you elaborate yeah, more? That's what I was going to ask. Number-wise, uh, automobile collisions is my biggest part of my caseload. And the reason the reason uh, the premiums are high, I'm learning this from talking to all these insurance agents who sell these policies, is because there's so many automobile collisions. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's for, become because of people uh, not growing up here, not be, being familiar with the streets, but the, the risk is high here, and that's why the premiums are higher than where you and I grew up in Los Angeles. See, one thing I could tell you right now is I've seen some accidents here in Las Vegas that makes negative sense. <laughs> I've never seen a car just flip in, in there's, it's not, see, trucks I can understand because you're lifted. You know, big rigs I can understand because, you know, you have a trailer in the wind. But when you're on a Honda Accord and I see you flipped over, I'm so confused, and it's it's, it's kind of crazy because if you look at when I, I give you a perfect example, when I first moved here from California, I saw an accident every day. 
literally no no lie every day i was here i saw an accident it was in the streets in the freeway on the strip you know it was always a car accident and that's why i was like oh i'm never going to transfer my license insurance here <laughs> find out that is illegal throw that out there everybody that's listening to me if you live in vegas make sure after 30 days you transfer your stuff over because you could get a ticket and they start tracking you if they pull you over and figure out you don't so just that's my little knowledge i'm not an attorney though but we could talk to the attorney he could break down more to you <laughs> so one thing that i've heard about i just wanted you to um kind of more elaborate so with the insurances and um i, I know i kind of was briefly talking to you earlier about it so they can charge multiple insurances if it's more than one car in a uh, car accident? Well, uh, the way I wanna uh, start by answering that is, of course, if there's more than two cars involved in the collision and, and you as the injured victim is not are, are, are not really sure uh, what all happened, right? Uh, you should open a claim against all potential people who may have injured you. So if it's a simple, simple process, if you got hit in the back and it's a chain reaction collision, you not knowing what happened behind you uh, uh, makes it impossible to know who started this chain reaction. So when you open up the claim, uh, you or your good lawyer should open up claims against all the people behind you because you don't know uh, who's the bad guy. Wow. So, okay, so Mr. Cardoza, say I'm in a car accident. What steps would I take to get you involved in what would I? What can I expect, uh, Lady H. A. What uh, what uh, what should happen is uh, uh, first of all, you got to take care of yourself, uh, health wise. Right. Uh, that's the first thing you should be concerned about. Afterward, when you're not sure how to uh, follow through and protect your rights, you want to deal with issues like uh, uh, getting a car fixed, uh, getting a rental car, uh, getting your car out of the tow yard, which you have to do immediately because you could be billed up to fifty dollars a day wow. uh, in charges and. Well, after you take care of those immediate concerns, unless unless you're gravely injured in the emergency room, uh, you should learn about how to protect your rights, and the best way to do it is to seek legal counsel, and they could direct you the right way. But I first of all, take care of your, 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 right. your body. Make right. sure you're A-okay at first. I've always wondered about this. So here's, here's a question. I had a scenario for you. It happened to me, just to let you know. Um, so I was in my uh, parking stall first parking stall in a walmart parking lot and i was backing up and somebody rammed into me and mm. i was at fault while backing uh -huh. up because i was in reverse why is that <laughs> <laughs> like like that that was really inferior i'm like i'm blocking the whole so it's not really like there's no room i'm blocking even the entryway to get into it for him and he scooted by and it hit like he it showed you like the whole the whole dent from the from the front to the door like the like it shows like he just skid by and then he charged y'all want to hear the best part about this <laughs> then he charged my insurances for it he tried he, he tried to uh charge my insurance for all this money then he seek he served me to try to do it again like double jeopardy after my insurance already paid him out. But let's go back to that reverse law though. Revert, if, if you're in reverse, how, why and how are you still at fault? Well, let, let's let's put this in a vacuum, okay? If you're backing up out of a, of a, of a anywhere, mm -hmm. you got it, look, what's behind you and you have to yield to traffic <laughs> because uh, in general, 
if you're going on reverse, especially from a parking lot stall, the other traffic uh, uh, usually has the, the right away. But in this scenario, you're, uh, you're, you're telling me, uh, it's making me uh, curl my stomach here because that is the worst case scenario. I do not like these uh, parking lot collisions because everyone is blaming each other. Right. And it's just a mess. So what right. you're telling me is uh, one of my worst nightmare situations when, when I have a, a client come up to me and say, I got hit in the parking lot, whether it's McDonald's or Walmart or whatever. I go, oh no, what, what happened? They say, just like you, I was backing out or someone hit me. And you know what else? The reverse is true too. People tell me they're driving down the, 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 the travel path, the, the traffic lane, and someone backs out. Usually it's the person going on reverse if you want my gut feeling, and that's usually how it plays out. But it's always an ugly situation in a parking lot. So, so be very careful, everybody, when you're driving in a parking lot because so it's a mess. you got to watch out and reverse. That's what he's saying because they will charge your insurance $40,000. Just throw it out there. Yeah, no, no, no hurt feelings. Just, you know, I, I thought at the age of 25 that my insurance would go down. That didn't happen. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> but other, other than that, one thing that I could um, ask, so... Do you do um, workmen? Because I know that's very common here too, is work, uh, workmen injury. When you're at work, let's say you work at the airport, the school district, any of those places that is constant flow of you're doing something and they and you had an injury. If you're injured in the course and scope of your employment, you have a right to make a worker's compensation claim. And it's, uh, it, it, you have to be very careful with that because there's time limitations. Mm. depending on what happened and if you um, tend to uh, this is what I usually see if you tend not to start your claim because you worry about your boss uh, being angry or annoyed or discouraging you from uh, moving forward with your claim uh, even by filing the simple basic startup uh, paperwork such as a C4 form is what it's called uh, you could lose your rights to ever make your claim and then be denied insurance coverage through your workers' compensation coverage. Wow. So what is the time frame um, that people should know to do it within? So if they get injured and they're on the work site and you know first they took care of themselves like you say, what's the, um, the time frame that they should be able to put their paperwork in? I say they should do it immediately within the first week. Okay. But uh, the deadlines range from 30 days to 90 days, but there's no reason to ever wait that long. Gotcha. And so I was thinking, what are the for automobile insurance? What is the best type of insurance to have as far as covering yourself, like against non-insurance motorists and all that? Is it something hidden that the public may not know that you probably have because you deal with a lot of cases? Is it like a secret type of insurance that we should have or anything like that? The secret magic pill is a. Uh, <laughs> It falls under this term called full coverage, which I do not like because depending on the agent selling you the policy, they want to make the deal with you. And some people think full coverage just means the coverage I need to get my car registered with the DMV. And to me, that's not full coverage. So this is what happens. If you buy uh, insurance liability policy for your automobile, you of course want to comply with the law and have the sufficient amount of liability coverage, which now is 25,000 per person, 50,000 per collision. Used to be the lower, 15,000 per person, 30,000 per collision. But that's liability. So that protects the person you may injure while crossing the road and perhaps breaking their leg, for example. But you need to protect yourself. You have to purchase what I call 
uninsured motorist coverage or underinsured motorist coverage. On your mm -hmm. policy, it will read UM slash UIM. And that's what you need to protect yourself from the bad guy driver who hurts you and doesn't have perhaps any insurance coverage or doesn't have enough to protect you or give you compensation for your injuries. That's part of what I consider full coverage. Then you should also get coverage to uh, repair your vehicle. That'll be either collision or comprehensive. Then you should also you know, protect yourself <coughs> so you can get to work and, uh, and, and keep earning a living when your car is uh, uh, not drivable. You should get uh, um, a rental and you should also get towing to get your car out of the tow yard. So those are, those are the terms that I call full coverage. And unfortunately, the insurance agent trying to make a deal with you to sell you the policy will tell you, this is all you need, liability, they've closed the deal, and that's what they call full coverage. And that misleads so many people. I have so many clients come and, come and talk to me and say, I have full coverage, and I read their policy, and all they have is liability. Mm. And it doesn't protect them from the bad guy wow. with either no insurance or not enough insurance. Wow. One thing I can ask is, um, I, I, I know when I moved here, they took away the law saying that in any accident, the police will show up. It has to be something where either there's an injury or a fatality where the actual police will show. So now with now, you know, without a police report, you know, because a lot of car accidents are happening and then everybody's like, all right, got your insurance, got your insurance, now bye. And it's like the first person to the phone to call their insurance. Do you run into any issues now that you don't have like a actual report from you know the police department saying, hey, I see that the collision was this and I, I deem this person as fault because I see this and so on and so on. Or kind of like, is it hard to take people's word for it? Because I always love that saying, trust but verify. Mm -hmm. Because you know everybody will say, I'm the victim. And then you'll turn around and be like, oh, you're the one who actually caused the accident. Have you ever had that situation happen? It, it was especially a problem when the police were not arriving to scenes automobile collision but now that's changed if you do call for the police they will arrive really yes update they will come now because I didn't know that that's crazy. me neither call them and they will come but however the problem about uh, uh, you describing about uh, people denying a, there was a collision to begin with is starting to fade away now with if I may mm -hmm. the use of these cellular telephones and I urge everyone who's involved in an automobile collision to use them to take pictures everywhere right. of your injured or damaged car, any injuries or bruises you may have, and of course, what I call the bad guy's car. Mm -hmm. And then you can also use it to help you gather information. Get the, uh, the, the bad guy driver's insurance card, ID if they'll show it to you. I'm not saying cause a fight, but you should exchange information and take a picture of it. That's that's stopped a lot of these claims that the collision never happened. Mm -hmm. So don't be shy, you're in a public place. Uh, in most instances when an automobile collision happens, take photographs, but try to avoid having a confrontation. I don't yeah, want you so to if they don't show it, just take a picture of that license plate, that's all you really need. Right. Because I'm, I've had some issues where people are belligerent and vulgar when you're asking, hey, well, you hit me. Well, I don't have no insurance and you're not seeing my ID and you don't need to know just take a picture of that license plate one thing that I can remember when I took my CDL license is that they were saying how um, license plates as a CDL driver are easy to copy in Las Vegas because they're usually not that many letters compared to going to California like ooh, that's a lot you know there's 
people out there with like four little digits on their license plate. So you just gotta remember D three two four. That's not real. I'm just saying that up. But remembering the license plate or even taking a quick picture is easy too. Just don't get in fights out there, y'all. I'm saying don't fight. There's no need to it. You you could be already injured. There's a lot of times where you get in a car accident and you don't know that you're injured until a few days later because you start feeling the adrenaline hits and you know you might have concussion, all those things. Just focus on taking care of yourself, get the most information that you can and go from there. That's all, that's my suggestion as going through it myself. Pastor Jay, I, I like what you're saying and I wanna to add to it if I can. Go ahead. Uh, People are remorseful. They're, they're sad that they had this collision. No one wants these things to happen. And most of my clients that I, I meet initially are, are very regretful that this all happened. And I find out that when they do talk to the, the bad guy driver, and that's how I keep referring to them to make it easy, that they say sorry. Of course they're sorry that it happened, but it could be misinterpreted by saying, you're sorry that you are at fault. And yeah. they're, they're, they're good feelings. They're, the feeling is a remorse and regret that this ever happened gets used against them. So don't ever, in my opinion, uh, ever discuss issues with the other driver as to who caused the crash or that mm. they right. are confessing fault. Don't do not do that. Don't make a statement. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he also, that's a good point. Uh, uh, Coach, I, I, I'm thinking about this. Right after the collision happens, the bad guy driver's insurance company may contact you and say, hey, uh, we're on the phone now. Um, are you willing to give a recorded statement so we could all get to the truth of what all happened? Don't do that. Uh, you, you don't have any obligation whatsoever at any time to talk to the bad guy's insurance agents. They, of course, want to hear you immediately and hear you say that to the effect, yeah, I'm okay, don't worry, or uh, I'm really sorry this happened. That, that statement will hurt you if you mm. present a claim. Mm. But the reverse applies. It, you, you do have a duty to talk to your own insurance agent right? because you're, they're your company. I like to say they're your people that you pay to help you out. You are under a contractual obligation to give them information. Right. Of course, you can also say to your agent, I have an attorney now. I feel better talking to you with your attorney and we could proceed from there. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Definitely didn't know that. Here's a good 50 cent question. What about insurance for your homes? Like if you have an animal or a kid playing on your property, is there the type of insurance you should have? There's two different uh, policies you can think about. If you're a renter, uh, you should, I encourage you to get uh, renter's coverage. Uh, that way if you have a, a, a pet animal, most cases it's a dog uh, who ends up uh, perhaps uh, by accident biting your neighbor. Uh, that neighbor can sue you, and it would be good to have uh, liability protection for your animal, and you can purchase that even if you rent an apartment or a home. Now, if you're a homeowner, the same applies. You should have uh, adequate liability coverage as a homeowner, and especially if you have animals that may injure people, because mm -hmm. you want to protect yourself, and of course, you know, help out uh, the victims that uh, are injured, of course, by your animals. So I encourage you to get that. You can also always talk to me uh, in my office, and I'll give you some advice, and I can also direct you to multiple agents in town that I, who I know that are very competent to help you. Okay. So now with family law, because that's, um, I think this will be the last question, but in family law, 
I know with a big thing like power and turning is one, and another thing is wills. Do you deal with the expertise in family law? Well, Pastor Jay, uh, family law is not my favorite cup of tea. I'll tell you my last uh, divorce trial happened to be on Thanksgiving, mm. family court for, for a divorce trial, uh, 1998. So it's not something I enjoy doing, but I do refer cases to people who do practice primarily in family law. Mm. Uh, you mentioned wills and estates, the same category. You should have a will. You should yeah. have it because th this is the will and estate planning will help out. It'll help your family during the stress of your passing decide what to do with your assets and belongings. You don't want to leave uh, the job of how to dispersing all of your personal things to them. I mean, they're going through enough hardship with you passing. So try to make, try to make the lives of your loved ones, uh, when you do pass, easier. Mm -hmm. You should have a will. Okay. And with us, before we head out and, and as we're getting close to that time, where can we find you? So any tune, any people that might have just tuned in just recently, again, where can we find you? What's your social media? What's your phone number? What's your address? What's your name? What's your last name? <laughs> What's all your information so that people can know how to reach out to you? Thank you, Pastor Jay. Uh, I'm attorney Victor Cardoza, C-A-R-D-O-Z-A. My office is located real close to here. I'm at Charleston and the Las Vegas Boulevard intersection, about two blocks from there. I'm at 5... 31 South 7th Street. Now be careful come to my office because there's so many of these one-way streets there. Mm -hmm. People tend to make the wrong turns and go on the wrong side of the road, so be careful there. But that's 531 South 7th Street. My website is attorneyvictorcardoza.com. That's attorneyvictorcardoza.com. And my office number is 702-998-7111. That's 702-998-7111. One, one. And I appreciate you letting me have a chance to talk to all of you and your listeners on this beautiful Sunday morning. Amen. Thank you. And that was Attorney Victor Cardoza. And check him out if you have any issues or anything that comes up. Make sure you check him out. He's referred by Anointed Radio, so go check him out. You could be able to um, see his information on our social media page on Anointed Radio, on Facebook, Anointed Radio, LV Anointed Radio, on Instagram and Twitter. You'll be able to see all his information, and you'll be able to see this interview at today on YouTube and our social media platforms. But it's about that time, and this is Pastor Jay, and the it doesn't have to stop. It doesn't. I promise. Where can I go? You know where you could go? You could go to Judah Family Community Church and see Pastor Jay, and we'll be at 3739 Glen Ave at 3 p.m. Again, it is 3739 Glen Ave at 3 p.m. You could be able to check out Pastor Jay bringing a great word today. Um, and if you can't make it out because you don't live in Vegas or if you don't have a means to get to church, you could be able to check us out on Judah Family Community Church page on Facebook, our virtual campus, and be able to get the word for today. You know, you always have your phone. You might as well get the word, right? See? It's very easy. But my favorite phrase, like always, common sense is not common. And never expect people to think the way that you do. And this is Lady AJ reminding everyone to get focused and stay focused.
And this is Coach Hill. You can find me on Instagram at 910coach. And remember, patience is a talent that a lot of people don't have. Amen. See y'all next week. We're going to go ahead and play some music out so that you guys can hear some great gospel tunes as we leave out. Amen. <laughs>